40 to 37, the Colorado Buffaloes lose yet another heartbreaker here at Folsom Field in double overtime to the 25th ranked UCLA Bruins. Ryan, there's so much to talk about, but where do we start? I think maybe talk a little bit about some some key moments in this game that, that really stood out to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think one thing to talk about is just it's, it's uh, getting to a point where it's frustrating for fans that uh, CU is getting closer and not being able to punch through. And you can kind of see it on Twitter and on our message boards that now, you know, it's not about keeping it close anymore. Fans want to see those tangible victories, and it's not happening. So I guess that's the first thing uh, I think we need to talk about. When you talk about turning points in the game, obviously the first way, uh, place you look is the end of the first half right down here. Um, it just it was chaos. It was chaos for uh, about 21 seconds. Um, McIntyre says he thought he saw the referee call uh, make a, the sign for the clock stopping, but it was really the referee calling a first down. And then apparently after that he goes, and with about 13 seconds left, Sefo realizes what's happening. He he checks the the, the play clock, realizes it's running down, and he starts freaking out, yelling at the referee. The referee tells him, "Look, it's running." Um, and at that point, you have to think that you, as the quarterback, you have to kind of take control of the situation, get up there and spike it, or you know call a play whatever you got to do something has to happen there McIntyre says he was trying to tell him to spike it it was just absolute and utter chaos and obviously it kind of cost them the game yeah, there, there's many plays you can look to in double overtime and re, in overtime and, and late in regulation. But for me, it, it comes back to the first half. Spotting, again, a team such a big lead early on, not being able to carry momentum into, into locker room. Now you give credit to this team once again for showing some resiliency, but if, if you stop spotting these Pac-12 teams 14-0, 17-0 leads early in the game, maybe you won't need to have to scratch and claw your way back. Yeah, I, I talked to you about that before the game. I said, you know, if CU scores first, I think they might win this game and that was just kind of me thinking as long as they don't you know cast it out there and have to reel it all the way back in then they're going to have a, a chance to go toe-to-toe with this UCLA team um, going back to turning point moments you know Sefo throws an interception with six minutes left with a drive uh, during a drive where they in which they could have taken the lead and McIntyre talks about the the what ensued after that which was the defense forcing a three and out from right around midfield and he says that was a turning point um, for this team and kind of a series that he's talked about all year certain plays showing him that things are, are starting to change um, they get the ball back and they come down and they they start get a really good drive going but then once they get in the red zone or red zone area I would have loved to see them uh, go for the end zone and try and go and win this game and that rolled over into overtime where you know they force UCLA to kick a field goal on the first uh, possession I was looking for a play to the end zone on the first play of overtime. It's those sort of things that, you know, as Colorado, where they stand right now, you really have nothing to lose. Go after it. I kind of felt a little bit of a lack of trust in Cepho maybe. Um, I don't want to read into that too much, but I just felt like they didn't have the confidence to try and just go win the game and trust your players to make plays. And a big bounce-back game for Will Oliver with three clutch field goals after a disappointing performance at Cal. So that was one of the positives from this football game. Unfortunately, we see Tedrick Thompson right in front of us go down late in the game. And, gosh, he was moving, so it looks good. But Mike McIntyre said in his press conference, if you're a praying person, pray for him. Uh, Didn't look uh, very good down on the field. Mark East Mosley also banged up in this game. Addison Gillum doesn't play most of the game as well. So some guys getting banged up on this defense. 
Yeah, um, that, that was a really scary moment uh, with, with Tedrick Thompson down here. It happened right in front of us, and you could kind of hear a really loud crack. The play was kind of moving on, and then you look back, and he's laying there. And uh, I think McIntyre captured it really well in his post-game press conference where he said he was moving, but he was really scared. And you could kind of see that um, just in his mannerisms. I, I think he was crying a little bit. It, it was a very scary moment. Um, and again, that's a guy that this defense really, really needs. You know, um, People talked about Addison Gillum going out early and how that was big. I personally think Tedrick is more important to this defense than even Gillum is. So, um, you know, thoughts with him. I really hope that he uh, gets better soon. In our video preview, we talked a lot about how Brett Hundley could change this game with his legs. And, of course, in double overtime, he really uh, basically wins the game for them with his legs. Picks to click, Derek McCartney was mine. He had a, a good game out here today. Uh, has a really bright future for Colorado. Your pick to click, to, uh, pick to click, Cepho Lufau. Statistically, he had an okay game, but it, really those picks, and I don't know what to think about Cepho Lufau going forward at this point. Yeah, it, it's so weird. You look at his stats, and I, I mean, I guess two touchdowns, two picks. Those kind of cancel each other out, I guess you would say. Um, 27 for 45, that's not bad, and almost 300 yards. Uh, that's a little lower than you'd like it. But with Cepho, it just seemed I want to go. I want him to go lead a game-winning drive on one of these times. Um, for him to kind of, you know, come into his own and I guess give the fans and or you and I a, ch a chance to kind of buy into Cepho a little more because it seems like he's had uh, three or four opportunities now in his career to go lead a game-winning drive and he's come up short each and every time. Mike McIntyre ends his post-game press conference by by exclaiming very loudly that one of these post-game press conferences soon is going to be a happy occasion. We'll find out if it's going to be next Saturday as Colorado plays Washington. Washington has a great front seven, but here in Folsom Field especially, this is a beatable Huskies team. Yeah, I think uh, that that press conference, that happy press conference has to come next week for this team. I think the fans are just, they're just getting really fed up and sick and tired of losing in this stadium, especially when you have a chance to win. Um, I think it's really important just for this program as a whole to use that, that game against a, a, probably a less talented team than UCLA and use that as a chance to break through on this field because I just think it's really important for the fans and the program as a whole. Signing off from Folsom Field.